N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain and shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 338 of the NYYST podcast. We're live on NYY News TV. I'm your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. What's up, bro? What's up, man? Oh, the Yankees, huh? We're pre- pretty solid homestand here. Uh, we're recording live Monday night. If you're in the chat, smash the like button. Let's get this baby started nice and early. And started off on the right foot here and subscribe to NYY News TV. We just crossed 17,000 subscribers. Damn. The All-Star Game is coming up soon. Let's get this son of a bitch up to 20K by the All-Star Game. It should be a very obtainable goal. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating uh, and review. The Yankees, I don't want to call it a five-star homestand, but maybe a three-and-a-half star homestand we sat here and we talked about it last week can they find a way to go three and three they took both series four and two uh unfortunately domingo herman decided to take a giant shit in the middle of the mound and that was a miserable experience for me thursday night but uh, other than that i think the yankees had a pretty pretty solid homestand this was probably their best homestand like this is the worst i felt after a great homestand and uh They've they played two pretty good teams and Mariners are under five hundred, but you know yeah, but they're a better team, than better them. than their record. Yeah. And you know, and they faced uh, what's his face? One of those games too, right? Steel, they won that game. Yeah. Um. You know, they could have very easily, and we talked about this. They could have very easily gone one and six, two and four. They came out on top, which you can never complain about. It was just weird. I just didn't. I guess because you threw in, you had that 10 2 game, then you threw in the one nothing, you know, steal. But I, ju- I didn't feel great about it, but you have to. I mean, you'll take any win you can get. Well, this homestand is, is a big part of the show today is going to be what the Yankees should do at the trade deadline because there's a lot. Again, everything is interconnected here. You lost your camera Shit. again. Do you know that? Yeah. Really Everything is interconnected here. So I guess the the Yankees had their uh, their big like uh, on Saturday. They do this every year. Like their season ticket holders get to go out onto um Gato. to go out onto the field. They get to meet the players and everything. So that that I guess because of that, the Yankees felt like they need to give us like a big judge update. It doesn't seem like he's going to be back anytime soon. There's still a lot of skepticism whether or not he's even going to play again this year. Uh, we found out that it's a torn ligament. The Yankees were being very secretive about this whole thing. Um, so, you know, we all know that the Yankees are only going to go as far as Aaron Judge takes them. So, you know, Brian Woke, I'm sorry, Brian Hoke uh, spoke to a doctor that has treated this similar injury in professional athletes and the doctor told him that judge should be able to come back in the first week of august right so the yankees did a pretty if that let's say for argument's sake that's that's the case right so the yankees did a pretty good job this week right they they went four and two they kept their head above water they're sitting in that second wild card spot they're playing two pretty shitty teams this week in oakland and and st louis so you know can they have another four and two week? Keep stacking up some wins here, you know. So where do the Yankees go from here? This is a very intriguing trade deadline because if you're sitting there waiting for Aaron Judge to come back, and let's say he does come back in August, what do you do? This team clearly needs help offensively. I think we're all sitting here looking at this team saying that even with the names that are supposed to be producing, they're not producing. They need somebody to help them bridge the gap between now and when judge comes back. Do you do that? Do you make the maneuver to bring Let's say Juan Soto becomes available. Do you go out and put your chips in the middle of the table to bring Juan Soto in here? Or do you say, Hey, maybe we should sell off some of these extra pieces that we don't really need 
need, get a couple lottery tickets, maybe something that can help us next year? Or do you sit here and do absolutely nothing because you don't know when the big guy is going to come back? And maybe you don't want to spend assets, but you also don't want to take away assets from this team. It's a very interesting uh, trade deadline for the Yankees coming up here in a few weeks. I, I'll i disagree to an extent. I think everything you're saying is what uh, an organization should be contemplating. But I haven't actually given an opinion. I'm just laying out. No, yeah, no, I I disagree. What I'm saying is I disagree that it's going to be interesting for the Yankees because while uh, uh, the organization that we used to root for, it would have been very interesting to see what they were going to do. I personally, and this isn't necessarily a knock on the Yankees, it's just I think at this point where we're at, I don't think Judge's status, you know, affects how they move forward i really don't if if i truly believe what i believe in this organization and the philosophy and how it's run his status means absolutely nothing will they go out and get guys yeah i'm sure they will i'm sure they're gonna i'm sure they're gonna get some reinforcements here but are is judge being out or not going to determine whether they all of a sudden become these Big spenders or big sellers? I think I, it does. I if don't you, think so at all. Not this if, team. In a real team, Christian, that's what I'm saying. I agree with you. Your mindset is not flawed. But the Yankees haven't been shy in making moves at the deadline. Now, whether or not you want to say right. the, the correct moves is a different story, but they have not been shy. Joey Gallo was a big trade. It didn't work out. The same thing with Frankie Montas. Wait, wait, hold not, on. What? Hold on. Joey Gallo was not a big trade. Oh no, it wasn't. He was a big. He was a big name to get, and it was exciting. So was Anthony Rizzo. He was not a big trade. That's that's the difference. No, it was a big trade for the Yankees to bring him in and and to spend the collateral that they had to spend to bring him in there. That was a big trade for them to make. Okay, a guy with forty home run potential, nine hundred OPS with Gold Glove caliber offense. Whether or not he worked out and whether or not Brian Cashman ignored the red flags, it still was a big trade for them to go out there and make. They didn't trade a bag of balls to bring Joey Gallo in here. It was Just a like good the, I'd say it was a good trade. It it wasn't a insignificant one. Good because yeah, he sucked, but I still thought he was a guy that they needed. And I thought Cashman went out and got the guy he thought he needed. But when you're saying big trade, you mentioned Soto's name here. So now I'm I'm thinking you're talking blockbuster. Oh, I would have said blockbuster. There's a difference between making a big trade like bringing in a Joey Gallo or making a blockbuster trade and bringing in a Juan Soto. I think There's the Yankees 100% go out and get a, a pretty big name. I really do. But I don't think you're going to see, you know, Peraza in a deal. I don't think you're going to see Dominguez in a deal. So you tell me what you get without trading those two guys, because again, I don't think judge being gone changes anything in that, in that regard. But you mean, well, it should. I mean, if the Yankees it should, well, yeah. it should. I mean, if you, if, let's say the Yankees knew he was done for the year, do the Yankees still make a push for this, this season? Christian, they should regardless. I don't know if they do. And I don't know if it, that's prudent. You, would you, but what Honestly, I'm saying is, if he was still healthy, they still need reinforcements. I agree with that. But let's say, let's say for argument's sake, we find out he's done for the year, or the Yankees, the Yankees know that he's done for the year. They're just not saying it because they want to keep the ballpark field uh, filled and keep hope alive, right? I think that that is going to be the case. From from the way it sounded, it was that typical Yankee. We're not telling you everything just yet until we have to, but. I think if this team can still get a couple decent reinforcements, if Rodon comes back healthy, if Sevy can get back on track like he pitched the other day, and Garrett Cole at the top of the rotation, there, there's no reason why this team can't win without Judge. Well, there's a there's there's a big reason why they can't win without Judge because they don't have the best player in in, the, in baseball on this. Well. Team. Okay, I'm not bringing saying in to it's replace easy. You know, who, I mean, even if they, even if they, let's say they brought in Juan Soto, let's for argument's sake, they bring in Juan Soto, right? Yeah. And judges out for the year. Do you think the Yankees are winning the World Series? Um, I don't think right now with 
with how fucking toxic everything is in this organization that they'd win with both of them. But I think that they sh they should have a very good shot if you're adding Juan Soto to the team. Look, we're forgetting that, you know, Stanton had a much better game the other day, but he's been non-existent. Like you right. still have you still have Stanton in this lineup. Yeah, well, we'll bring up we'll bring him up later because there's a few talking points I want to make about John Carlos Stanton. You know how big of a fan and how much I defended him, but uh, you know the tide might be turning on John Carlos Stanton here. Um, I, that's what I'm saying. It, you know, I think Soto's under contract for next year, so maybe you would still make the move and have him. You know, you have all your horses together for next season, but. I can't see a scenario where you think the Yankees, no matter who they could bring in here, are uh, are all of a sudden going to become a favorite if Aaron Judge is out for the year. This team is built around Aaron Judge, or built hmm. you could say it's built poorly around him, but this team is Aaron Judge's team. I can't see a scenario where, no matter who they bring in here, this team has a realistic shot of winning a World Series without him. I mean, he's just that important. Yeah, look, I'm not going to downplay how important the guy is. I mean, not only is he important to their success, but as a fan, it's not a, it's not a fraction of as much fun to watch without There's him. something missing yes. from these games. I mean, I'm still uh, we're still into the game on Saturday. We're still into the game on Sunday. You know, still got excited for big outs, big hits, but it's just it it's missing. It's missing Aaron Judge, and this is this is the reality that we were staring at in the face. We were staring in the face, uh, you know, late no, what was it, mid November last year or whatever, when we thought he was leaving or there was a possibility, you know, when he hit free agency. You know, this guy's worth every single penny that the Yankees pay him. That's why I couldn't, for the life of me, understand why there were fans who were like, "He's not worth it." He's worth it. He's probably worth more than what he's getting paid. You see how unwatchable this baseball team is without Aaron Judge in the, in the lineup. This guy literally, I mean, seriously, you know, you know, it, it's going to go back now. We, we used to, we tried to fight this narrative because it's, it's, it is a ridiculous narrative. Aaron Judge is injury prone. Well, if you look at Aaron Judge's injuries throughout the course of his career, I mean, more freak than not. I, I Yeah, I, absolutely. You know, 2018, he gets hit by a pitch. Is that something that happens if you're injury prone? No, it's a freak injury. 2019, he bust a rib, you know, collapsed lung or whatever the hell happened to him, diving for a baseball. You know, I think 2020 it was, right? I think he, you know, I think some of that lingered. You want to say maybe that was like an injury-filled year, okay, whatever. But it was a COVID year. Who cares? We'll, we'll dismiss it. You know, last 2021, he played 150-plus games. Last year, he was healthy. You saw what you got out of him. And then this year, the two times he landed on on the IL are, are freak things. I mean, one of them was – I mean, you could probably say both of them were stupid running into a wall in that slide that he took in Minnesota. But yeah. these are not things that happen to injury-prone players. Like, John Carlos Stan is an injury-prone yes. player. I mean, there's no other way – yeah, absolutely. Like this guy gets bicep tendonitis and he misses 75 games. I mean, if you look at friggin' John Carl Stan, like how does a guy with arms like that get fucking bicep tendonitis? That's probably why he's pumping too hard. He's pumping too hard. He's man. pumping too Later. hard. I mean, we are going to start banging, you know, calf injuries, all the soft tissue shit. That's what, in the, you know, Harrison Bader's an injury prone player. Obliques. What, what do you miss time with a calf too? Right. Yeah. Foot. These are right. These are these are things that happen to injury prone. Aaron Judge is not injury prone, dude. Like I can't, I don't subscribe to that. And people that say that they just look at the back of a baseball card and say, "Oh, he missed X games. He missed this. He missed this." Well, you know, it's not. It's not. It's not factual. And yeah, dude, this guy ran through a fucking wall. Like I can't understand why any Yankee fan would want to knock this guy. He ran through a wall to try to win a baseball game. Now, would you sacrifice that win to have him in the lineup for the next two? Yeah, obviously you'd sacrifice the win, but that's who Aaron judge is. Right. He's, he's thinking at that exact moment, this is the play that he has to make to help this team win and how any Yankee fan can sit here and try to disrespect the guy because he's missing time because he did what needed to be done at that moment is yeah. ridiculous. And he reminds me so much. And because we have to, we have to wish the cap the El Capitan happy birthday number two 
turns number 49, two. 49 years old today, man. You're like, luckily, the Yankees survived uh, Derek Jeter's big crash into the seats there, and he only missed a couple of games. Whereas Aaron Judge's crash into the wall could submarine. Ooh, can you say submarine? You can't. You can't say submersive. You could say submarine. Submer- okay. Okay. Uh, right. so it can submarine their whole friggin' season here, but shit, man. Like, well, listen. I was gonna say a few things. You just brought up Jeter. I love Jeter just as much as anyone, and I'm not comparing the two until Judge wins something. He's nowhere. He's not in the same breath as Derek Jeter, in my opinion, as great as he is. But I have I can't remember a player that I've enjoyed watching more than Aaron Judge. Like he gets up to bat and I don't want to miss a swing. I've never ha- I I mean, look, was Jeter amazing? Sure. In the postseason, he's the fucking man. But you didn't have that with Jeter. He wasn't a big power guy. Because I mean Jeter was going to hit a, a a single up the middle. You're right. not up the middle or or the classic. He would have looked good d- doing it. You know, you're you want to see Aaron Judge club one four twenty five. Yeah, and uh, so just a couple quick things. One, all this soda talk. I, uh, maybe you're, maybe you differ from me, but I, I do not think in the slightest that that's a realistic possibility. I mean, I'm using a name out there that would right be a superstar. Like that would be a blockbuster trade. Right, exactly. And the and number two, um, someone said something in the chat about imagine Aaron judge is out for the year and they grab someone and win a world series without him. That's actually something to really think about because we know, uh, we know Brian Cashman's ego and maybe the Yankees wouldn't, wouldn't really like that too much because what's the narrative after that? You spent all this money. You still have crazy fans out there, like you said that that question judges' uh, contract that he wasn't worth it. Imagine they win a World Series with him completely out for most of the year. I mean, who would you give? How does that look? How does that look? What are you going to do? You want to trade him then? At that point? No, I'm not saying trade him. I'm saying how does that look on Brian Cashman? Ashman's a moron. I'm just saying the Yankees, their whole image would collapse. Would you give it? Would you give it back if he wasn't on the field for the World Series? Would you say you didn't want it? Absolutely not. I'm a fan who wins, who wants to win no matter what. No matter what. They're not the same. They're not. I don't think there's a move that could be made out there that the Yankees can close the gap without having judge that could put them over the top to win a world series. There's a, you could get somebody with judge and then you could say, okay, now they can win a world series, but without judge, there's nobody out there that can make the Yankees the favorites to win the world series. I'll this tell you team- what, I, I don't know what you want to get to with Stanton and maybe you just did. Maybe it was just the injury prone stuff. But I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, okay, if the Yankees are going to follow suit and continue down the same path they've been and do the same, you know, predictable things, you gotta, you gotta assume that there's a high probability that even when Judge does come back, whether it be this year or next, he's going to be taking up a lot of time at DH. The Yankees are going to be pretty cautious of of playing him. Uh, as many games out there as they have in in the last couple of years, I if someone would take Stanton, no, I don't know how they'd have to do it. Let's table Stanton for a second. Here. Okay, okay. Let's just table him okay. for a second. But it's a possibility in my head. I think Stanton does tie into uh, this, and if you want to talk about, so if you want to trade, okay, so. What are the parameters that you would sell under? You want the Yankees to just maybe like, you know, some bullpen pieces. You know, Rizzo's not really a long; he doesn't really have a long-term contract. Would you trade him? You know, um, Glaber Torres. Obviously, I would trade Glaber Torres if the Yankees were in first place, but that's just me. But that's another sell piece. You know, what's a, what are the parameters that you would want to see the Yankees break it down under? Well, well, here's the thing: we ha- let's be let's. 
take this in all the context that it comes with. This team, I don't know whoever caught Hal on, uh, what was he on ESPN Radio? He's on the Michael K. I mean, show the other day. Yeah, well, we can bring that up too in a minute. And, you know, he said it out. He said the quiet part out loud. It's he, he stayed away from the phrase winning a World Series. It was making the playoffs. Now, we all know it's gotten sub- substantially um, less difficult to make the playoffs in, in baseball over the last couple of years. They keep adding more and more spots. This team's in it. I mean, what? we're talking sell just because, just because Judge is hurt, but where's the logic behind that? Because this... Well, okay, so then eliminate, then eliminate selling. Because I think this this homestand, if you were on the sell train, right, which a lot of people were, and some people still might be, but I think this homestand has shown you that the Yankees can compete without Aaron Judge. I didn't say win a World Series; yeah. I said they can compete without him. Okay, oh, because, let me just cut you off real quick because you're the you are the the sound mind here. When you're done, can you just take me through the mindset of wanting to sell? What do people think? What do people think we're going to get? Didn't we sell in 2016? Kind well, you're going to get promises is what you're going to get. You're, right. I don't want promises. anymore. I've been getting promises since then. So uh, that's why I just don't understand the mindset, I guess. Lorenzo's in the chat and he said, if the Yankees won without judge, it would be like when the Braves won without Acuna Jr. He was out for that World Series. Yeah, right? but it's, it's, there's a. There's a di- there's a little bit of a difference though. Yeah, I mean it's a fair comparison, but also the Braves I think were better equipped to cover Acuna not being there. And had, Acu- and had Acuna signed a massive contract at that point? I believe you, he was under his. He got extended at that point. He was. I mean, that's what the Braves do smartly is that yes. they don't let their stars get to free agency. They take care right. of them ahead of time, so they don't have to pay them forty million dollars a year. And I'm sorry, dude, L.I., I know you're a great supporter of the channel. You've been so for so long, but you're he, he left a comment that said that a Soto trade would do more harm than good because the Yankees can't use left handed power and a guy that gets on base at a 40 percent clip. Hey, look, if you want to sit here and say he'd come here and fail. I'm not going to fight you on it. There's been so many big names that came me here and couldn't get the job done. But to go into the mindset and say he's not a, um, an amazing move that you wouldn't want him on the team, I'm sorry. You're just you're out of touch. I mean, if you look at it realistically, like, do you want the Yankees to sell? No, I don't want the Yankees to sell because, number one, the Yankee that would that would mean that you would you would trust Brian Cashman to bring back the right prospects. Exactly. And I don't really trust him right now. And then you're just saying that the rest of the season is meaningless, which you know, which is fine. If I mean if it was really a situation where they had to sell like in 2016, you'd be okay with it because you felt like it was necessary. I don't know if it's necessary because the Yankees needed to rebuild. I don't think the Yankees need to really rebuild this team more so as they need to tinker with it a little bit. And they have the pieces to to do some tinkering. I mean, this starting rotation is pretty solid. I mean, you, you you've seen Clark Schmidt kind of come into his own right now, and that's and I'm not saying he's a top end guy, but as a four or five, and he's come into his own. And you want to know how pathetic that the the Yankees' offense has, has really been? You know, Please. in his last do you know in his last six starts, Clark yes. Schmidt is pitching to a one point nine seven ERA, and he's what zero and six. The Yankees are or the Yankees are own. The Yankees are zero and six in those six starts. That's fucking. You insane. have your five starter pitching to a one nine seven ERA. You haven't won one of those games. Crazy. It. Correct me if I'm wrong. You mentioned something in it, and it brought this up in my mind. Because I'm thinking here. You know how you always say like, you don't want Boone to get fired if Cashman's here because he doesn't deserve to hire another manager. Yeah, but I take Boone out of here right now. Yeah, no, I I obviously would too. But I just going along that same thought process. Cashman doesn't get to fucking rebuild. Like fuck you, dude. And now here's here's what popped up for me. So 2016, they sold. It was really the first time in our lifetime that we can remember where we woke up, you know, and big names were gone. 
right? It's been it's been seven years and still nothing. Actually, you've seen a lot of regression. How many Craig Mint from Ron Cashman has gotten two contracts since 2016? He's this was his second, correct? I would uh, I I don't know off the top of my head. I would probably say that yes, he's been extended in the <laughs> period twice. So I mean, you want to talk about how you how you can read between the lines on if you're employing the right people for their job. We're ta- it's 2023. We're talking. Yankees about- are in the second wild card position. Okay. Okay. Not pushing for the third. Okay. And it was in a. Somebody's saying that a, a push for the wild card, a third wild card is stupid. Okay, well. Well, I, sorry, but I remember the Nationals were under 500 at the at the All-Star break. What was that, 2019? And they, uh, and they won the whole thing. So as a wild card team. Oh, I can. I'm sorry, Ambrose, but I can go after uh, LI for saying that it would be silly uh, for a uh, it's not true what he's it doesn't make sense what he's saying because again the Dominguez is hitting 213 in double A. I mean, you're gonna let him hold up a, a trade for Juan Soto, who's a proven star in Major League Baseball. I mean, come on now. You got we, we've you seen learned. This, I mean, have we seen this time and time again with the prospects that are coming up here? I mean, we love Anthony Volpe and, and we're hoping that this kid can turn around. And, and since he had that magic chicken parm, he's been a better player, but he's still not been great. But I mean the the history has shown us that he's probably not going to pan out based on the way things have happened with the Yankees. I mean, we, we go through this almost every week about prospects here. Yeah. One guy has turned into something and I don't give the Yankees credit for that. I give Aaron judge credit for turning out to be a superstar. Yeah, because you know, the scouting report on him wasn't half the guy that he turned out to be. And you're not trading five of your top prospects for Soto. I'm telling you, you wouldn't have to do that. You'd have to give up Dominguez. And I don't know why you would let him stand in the way of getting Juan Soto. Wait, hold on. Would you not give up Dominguez and Peraza for Juan Soto? What I would have to get something else in return for them. Something useful back. I'm not saying I, just anyone. I mean, where are these guys? Are they helping us? Well, Peraza should. I mean, honestly, Peraza should be up here. Hold on. That's my point. We're not talking about kids who might be something one day. We're talking about we're talking about Peraza, first of all, who is major league ready and should be here. And he's still not. So now you're proving the Yankees are proving how awful they are at this. Right. So he's probably going to be fucking ruined anyway. And Dominguez, again, I mean. Yeah, everyone talks about how great this guy is going to be. Do you really trust that the Yankees are going to nurture him properly to come up here and be the guy that you think he is in your head, in your fucking imagination right now? Or would you rather have Juan Soto? I mean, why is that even a question? And and again, we're talking hypothetically here. We're not we're not unrealistic and think that that would honestly ever happen. But it's crazy to me to think that people fight against that because of prospects. I mean, when are you going to learn? How many how many dud prospects have to come up? I'm not even talking about Volpe. I, I'm very optimistic about Volpe. I think he's going to be a great player. I'm not even talking about him. Just everyone else that you guys have been didn't want to give up all those years. Where are they? Where the fuck are they, man? You just watched a TikTok yesterday about... Uh... They did a they did a thing on the top ten Yankee prospects uh, from 2017. It would actually make you sick to watch this. <laughs> not, more than half of them aren't even in the big leagues right now, dude. I I'm old enough to remember a time when people went fucking crazy and said the Yankees would be dumb to give up Frazier and and Miguel Andujar. They got released. Would you like they to got... have Garrett Cole in 2017 instead of those two? What? I said, wouldn't you like to have yeah. Garrett Cole in 2017 instead of those two? Yeah, would have been nice. And and 80% of the people wouldn't have at the time. 
They thought it was stupid. Prospects, they, prospects. They, I'm not. I, I, this is why I don't pull up the chat because I, you people misinterpret my words all the. Yeah, you. I yeah, you're too. You're too. I didn't say Dominguez. First of all, you guys are trying to hold up a deal for Juan Soto because of Jason Dominguez. Okay, and I'm just pointing <laughs> out to you that they he you shouldn't let a guy batting two thirteen in Double A hold up a deal for a proven star in baseball. That's what I said. You're too, you get too emotional. You got to stay out of the chat. I'm out of the chat now. Out of the chat. I try to want to interact with everybody, but you know. Get the fuck out! Well, no, I don't think the Yankees should. To to get back on the train here, I don't think the Yankees should sell. I don't, because I would, and oh, well, what do you think is going to happen if uh, if the Yankees miss the playoffs? You think Boonhead and the Weasel are going to be fired? <laughs> no. Oh, did did you listen to any of how they I, asked? I, I heard the I heard the 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 more quotable things. I didn't listen to the whole. They interview. asked him straight up. You know, is is anyone pretty much in the hot seat? And he said, even if we make the playoffs and we're relatively healthy, ninety percent, and we lose, there's going to be questions asked. And then he goes, and it, and if they don't make the playoffs and we're relatively healthy, I thought he was going to say. People's jobs are on the line, but he came up and doubled down and, and said the same thing. He said, then I'm definitely going to ask some questions. Anyway. Uh, so the two realistic in my point, in my eyes, uh, options are to do nothing and just stay with this team and see if judge comes back. And, you know, you, maybe you make a minor move to, to freshen up the bullpen a little bit or you go all in. Now it becomes a question of how do you want to go all in on this season or do you just want to let this current team go as far as it can possibly go? And I need, and honestly, I can't give, I can't give a real answer until I know what Aaron Judge's status. If you're telling me he's going to be back in August, fuck it, put your chips in the middle of the table and, and do what you can to, to solidify this team for a postseason run. I don't care if it's a second wild card. We've seen wild card teams make it to the World Series, and I'm telling you right now, if you have if you have a healthy Garrett Cole and a healthy Carlos Rodon at the top of your rotation, why can't the Yankees make a run if Aaron Judge is healthy? Well, here's the thing, Aaron Judge. Let's let's just say he's out for the rest of the year. I hope that's not true. I mean, then you don't do anything. Don't you still think the Yankees can make the playoffs? I think they can. Come on. I don't think it's a guarantee that they make No, the no, but don't you think there's still a decent shot that they do? I think this this homestand changed my opinion on what this team can be without Aaron Judge. Okay. So I personally Yeah, I know they go ahead, tell me they won a game one nothing, but their pitching is that good. That yeah, yeah. Win. Agreed. They, they held down the best offense in Major League Baseball. They gave up six runs. You want I don't count the two runs that, that King gave up in the in regulation in twenty seven regulation innings they gave up six runs, or no they gave up less than that right because they gave up three yesterday, and then uh, two on Friday they gave up five runs in twenty seven innings to the best offense in baseball mm -hmm. and that's what Garrett Cole not having probably one of yeah. his worst starts of the year they still gave they still did that so yeah I feel pretty good about their rotation that they can go in there and hold teams down. This bullpen is fucking gassed. I think we all know that. So, I mean, these are areas of concern for this team right now. So either you sit here and you say, we're not going to do anything and we're going to go as far as this crop can take us, or you go all in. And uh, to me, that all depends on the status of Aaron Judge. If Aaron Judge is coming through that door the first week of August, go all in. If he's not, then see what this team can do. I They're not going to they sell. I don't care if they sell. get knocked out in the in the friggin' wild card round. I'd rather have that than them be a set, you know, morph into a seventy five win team in September mean nothing because that's not going to change anything. Anything that you want changed in this organization is not going to change uh, if they miss the postseason because they're going to use. Aaron Judge not being here as the reason why it didn't happen. So right. that's not going to cost anybody their job. They're not going to sell because I still think they have a deep. We're not talking about a team that's at the bottom of the barrel here. I mean, they're what? Nine games, eight games over 500, right? I think it's eight. 
I think it's eight, eight or nine games after yesterday. They're in the second wild card spot, and there's three now. They're eight over. They're 43 and 35. This team's not selling. They probably wouldn't sell anyway. Even if they were, even if they were shit, you'd probably see more guys get traded than than you would now. But my point is and why it doesn't necessarily matter when judges back. I don't see this. I see this team saying, you know, Cashman going in and saying, look at our payroll. Look at the guys we have on this field. They need to produce. I see them making the same moves, whether judges here or not. Is my point. So put a final thought on it. Buy, sell, or do nothing. If you're, um, if you're, if you're the Yankees. Right if I'm now. the Yankees, and what would I do or what do I think they'll do? would you do oh i'm buying dude you have to you have to reinforce this team again i talk about this all the time it's not just for the fans right i'm talking about all this money you have on the payroll man we saw we just talked about 2016 with you know that window was closed for years and then shattered and they had to like this window's not staying open much longer it's pretty much cracked at this point you got two more years on this current right. window so you got to like people are saying, so I'm not going to sit here and disagree with you in the in the mindset of it. But you but it's almost like you're it's almost like you're analyzing a, a made up team in your head. You're not analyzing it from a perspective of the truth of what we've seen, the evidence sell for what? What did that do for us? We didn't have the right guy selling and buying for us. And guess what? He's still here. So what do you think is going to happen if he's if they sell? Honestly, what you think they're going to you think the Yankees are, are going to miss out in the playoffs for six years like the Orioles just to build a fucking hey, Gunnar Henderson and Adley Rushman. Come on, guys, that's not going. They can't. You know, Hal made up a really good point, brought up a really good point too the other day that I never thought about. They're one of the only teams that pays for the fucking name on their stadium, too. They can't they can't risk that. That that's their biggest risk. Right now, the Yankees are at a point until Cashman is gone or Hal sells sells this team. They are at a point where as long as they have a competitive team that could make the playoffs, he said it out loud, guys. That that is the goal. So why would they sell? And if they did sell, why do you why are you confident that it's going to be done properly? Look, you want to tell me judges out for the year and they're going to sell and it's going to be done the right way? But fine, you could you can convince me probably. But it's not going to happen. Where are your ev- where's your evidence? Where where do you where do you manifest this fucking mindset that you think selling it's just just because they say hit the sell button that all of a sudden things are going to be done properly here now. It's not going to happen. Would have loved to have seen re- a reality show of uh, you haven't watched Succession. You really need to. It's fucking amazing. You'll Is you'll it? fall in, you'll fall in love with it. You really will. Okay. It's What's only it four. On? It's on Max. Max, not HBO it's, Max. Okay, just Max. Uh-huh. It's only four seasons, 39 episodes. They're all they're long episodes. They're all like an hour to hour and 10 minutes long, but they they go by so fast. I'm on, I just started season four last night, right? Okay. I would have loved to have seen Succession Steinbrunner. Like George pit the kids against each other the way Logan Roy pits his kids against each other to take over his empire. Like wow. back in the day, you could have had Hank, Jennifer, and yeah. uh, Hal. Yeah. Going for it. And is there another Steinbrenner kid? There might be. I'm not really sure. But I know those three. Wow. R.I.P. Hank. Okay. Okay. Jack Wagner in the chat, because kind of been going back and forth here. He said, I think because he was the one kind of pushing for sell, sell, sell. He said, I think we can all agree. Whatever Trashman does, it'll suck and fail in the end. Exactly. That's exactly it. That's exactly but, uh, why. Okay, and I get that point, but I'm we're having a more nuanced conversation here than than what the bold weasel will end up right actually exactly. accomplish. Exactly. And so again, if you if you were going to tell me that it was going to be done right, then we can have that nuanced conversation and you can probably convince me otherwise, but 
if I'm putting a realistic approach to this thing, I can't say sell because then it's just worse. Like, at I don't least, think that at least now we have a competitive team still somewhat. I don't think they should sell. I don't want them to sell. I, and to me, it comes down to should they do nothing and just ride it out or add? And I want honestly, dude, if you're telling me judges come back in August and we're not guaranteed of anything. OK. I would add to this team. This team needs bullpen help. They need, they need uh, offense. I mean, I, they need help. And I think if you're looking for a line, a line of demarcation to say, okay, if they would have went out there, followed up a one and four road trip with a two and four homestand, fuck this team, right? But they right. didn't. They came out here and they played pretty good baseball. They didn't score a lot, but they played pretty good baseball. Glaber Torres not, not, you know, thinking that the ball's dropping notwithstanding and running all the way to third base. Let's, you know, they played pretty good baseball this week outside of Domingo Herman, just being a piece of garbage. They played pretty good baseball this week. Okay. You went four and two. And I think that, you know, that says something that this team doesn't want to fold the tent. They don't want to be looked at at the, at the new, as the New York Aaron judges. They want to be looked at as a team that can still compete without this guy. And I think that they, that you should kind of reward that a little bit. Now, if they go out there and go two and four against the friggin' A's and, and Cardinals, maybe we're having a different conversation next week, but I mean, you know, try to help this team out. If you can't make big moves, make some, make, make smart moves. Okay. That's, mm. that would be my, my tact here if I was running this organization. And I think, and we ran a poll and I think the majority of the fans agree because 53% of the fans said to buy 38 said sell. And then 9% said stand pat. So I think the majority of the fans don't want the Yankees to sell right at this point. I don't know why you, I don't know why you would, especially we talked about that window, you know, a couple of years left here. You don't sell when that window's still open. You just don't, especially you just do this team just added Carlos Rodon. I mean, we're forgetting that because, and look, I can rip Cashman till I'm blue in the face and I will. I think he's fucking terrible at his job. That doesn't mean that he hasn't made some really good signings, even some, even some good trades that just didn't pan out. Like, I'm sorry. I don't blame him for Joey Gallo in a sense of like, they say they, they were diligent on, on, you know, asking questions if he would be able to make it here, whatever. But the guy's a fucking baseball player. He he was really good. He was a good lefty bat. He's I'm pretty not gonna... solid. And now he's out in New York. Yeah, he's having a pretty solid season. I wouldn't say a great season. A pretty solid season in Minnesota right now. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not going to necessarily blame Cashman for that. Where I blame Cashman more is how he handles these guys, holding on to guys for too long for his ego's sake and, and things like that. But like, Let's look at this team for a second, right? You just said they came out here and had a good homestand and went four and two against two really good teams because of their pitching. Well, Rodon's coming back, so that's always going to be a plus. Sevi looked so much better the other day. And if you add a couple, look, it's not even just adding a couple reinforcements. Get guys like Donaldson the fuck out of here. Like, you're telling me that this team couldn't be competitive enough to at least if there's a chance judge can come back to not to not take that risk and and bring in some reinforcements here let's let's uh let's keep it going here cuz we we've been almost in uh for well, about 40 minutes just on this one topic and there's a couple of things I want to hit and trying to not to have the show be 5 hours long here so if you have a final point go ahead and make it if not let's let's uh let's rock and roll into something else here no i'm ready come okay. on all right. So like you brought up Wash Donaldson here, right? And the Yankees, this is what, you know, not to get uh, so deep into what Hal said on on the Michael uh Cuck, I mean Michael K show the other day. Um hey, But the one thing that really stood out to me is that Hal Steinbrenner said it's June. I don't understand what the fans are so upset about. Okay? And here's what the fans are upset about, Hal, in case you don't know. Okay, I'll I'll be more than happy to explain it to you. The fans are upset not because the Yankees aren't playing well. It's part of the reason, but it's not the it's not the main reason. 
And, you know, it's, I don't like to speak for the entirety of the fan base, but but I would like to think that maybe I'm on the right page here, okay? Is that it's not that the Yankees weren't playing well coming into this week because I know personally, if especially without Aaron Judge, if the team isn't playing well, it's just a, a fact of life. There's nothing you can do about it. You're missing the best player in baseball. The team, you know was suspect around him even with him in it and now you see what the end result is but you can live with those types of things right okay whatever right fans are upset is because you don't have a plan you say one thing and you do another and that is what is happening right now with wash donaldson the bold weasel comes out here I did. Was it the day before uh, Hal was on the sh- on 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 Michael K? Yeah, show? they did was- their. They had to do their uh, YPM rounds for qual- right. for. Uh- so Hal was on Michael K. Show Wednesday, and and the Weasel spoke on Tuesday, and the Weasel said, "Okay, that we need to give Wash Donaldson more of a run here, so we truly know what this guy has left." Okay. We're not going to find out what he has left in the tank by him sitting on the bench. Chris, what the fuck did Donaldson do after Brian Cashman came out and said that? Um, played like shit. Him. They benched him. He oh, didn't start. He yeah. sat the entire Texas series. They didn't start him. This is what the fans are pissed about. And then after that, late to the meeting yesterday, Donaldson doesn't want to talk to the media. Everybody's getting fucking blue balls thinking, oh, it's finally going to happen. Only for them to say that now he's going to play. He's going to get regular playing time. You just said that three days ago, then benched him. Now he's getting regular playing time again. This is what the fans are mad about. You don't even know what you're saying. You just throw words out all the time. They don't mean anything. Because you say one thing, you do another. At least in my perspective, this is what we're pissed about. Commit to something. If if fucking Cashman comes down on Tuesday and says, we're playing Donaldson, we need to know what he's got He's got left. Fine, fucking play him for three weeks. For three weeks. No, but you two days, a day later, you benched him. Only to then turn around and say he's going to play every day. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah, look, you're 100% right, man. It's just, you know, if you look at someone or something or some team and they're struggling, but you're confident in the leadership and the process that is... is, Don't say process around Brian Cash. Sorry. You know, if you're confident in those things, you, you have a different feel when the team's struggling, when the player's struggling. But man, when you, on top of that, just add all these pieces of bullshit that they throw at us, like we're, it's like we're dumb. They think we're fucking dumb. And that's what pisses me off the most. At about, I'm not mad that the team doesn't, is, is losing games three to one because they can't score. It's, it's, that's what happens on the field. That's baseball. The team can't win every game. They can't win the World Series every year. I live with that. I can't live with being lied to. I can't live with the fact that you have no seem you seemingly have no plan or if you do you change your mind every other day. Yeah. Well, I'm okay with Volpe. I don't care if Volpe hits 120. You play him every day you can something. Congratulations. I'm happy for you. But this the fans are pissed. Couldn't Dude, agree more. I, I, honestly, man, like I can't believe that. Like, oh, we need to, we need to give this guy a run here, and then he's on the fucking bench for the entire Texas series. Mm-hmm. What kind of run is he getting? And then Sunday, oh, we got, we're gonna, we're gonna start playing him every day. You know what? And I tweeted this, and I, I've, I've firmly believe it, and I, and I, and I hope that they do it. Donaldson should be in the lineup every single game on this road trip. Oakland, St. Louis, every single game, okay? And the Yankees had any fucking balls. They would, in that meeting, 
instead of handing out cupcakes and hand jobs, which is what they fucking do all the time, okay, they would have sat Donaldson down and told him, listen, you got six games to show us what you got left. If you don't fucking turn it around, you're not getting on the plane back to New York. You got to give us something in these next six games. Have the hard conversation with him because Donaldson's out there saying, oh, it's not as serious as what you guys make it out to be. Why the fuck else is Aaron Boone making the media wait to talk to your stupid ass? Okay, I'm sure that he doesn't give a fuck about whatever it is you're doing outside outside of this team. Okay, I'm sure he doesn't want to. Maybe he does want to exchange pancake recipes, but that's not the reason why he was late to the fucking media scrum yesterday. And I really hope that the Yankees put some kind of fucking ultimatum on him if they're saying that he's going to start playing regularly, that you got six games. And is that fair? Yeah, I think it's fucking fair because the guy's been back off the IL for a month now and he's hitting 125. And that's backed up off of a fucking terrible postseason where Aaron Boone had the balls to lie to you and say, I think he's having really good at bats. He's either fucking staring at fastballs right down the middle or waving at fucking breaking balls like he can't fucking see. Not to mention, I mean, what's the what's the only justifiable reason to defend Donaldson at this point? Defense. He he look, I'm not I was pick- sitting right there. I was sitting right there on Thursday night when he fucking did. Well, I don't even know what the hell he did. That ball was must have been hit off the bat at 20 miles an hour. He can't field it. And then I won't honestly, I can't give him shit for the throw because Domingo Herman's got to be on the fucking bag there. But Jesus Christ, like that's the one thing that you're supposed to do well. Look, I think there's three and burnt ball sack. Thanks for the super chat. Great name. Uh, He said the only player we can tell would be Glaber. Look, you're right. There's really not much to sell anyway. But and I'm sorry we went on that rant uh, for way too long. But uh, right. There's a few different, like you said, it's because they think we're stupid, right? So let's break that. Let's break that down for one second. There's three areas to that. One is what you talked about, where they say one thing about players and they do another, right? The other area, and to me, this is the most frustrating, is when this team just shows up and looks, just doesn't look prepared. They look like they are asleep. Like being having an anemic offense when judges isn't in it is one thing. And I get it. It sucks. It's, it's like they're sleeping behind the wheel. I get it. But those things happen. I'm talking about I'm talking about guys going out and and fucking stealing a bet. And I'm not trying to rip IKF. It's not about the player. It's just overall the pickoffs, not knowing you're safe at second base. Donaldson's terrible defense all these different things right that's the second that's the second area and the third one is when all said and done the one thing they have left in their control to make things better is to get behind the microphone in front of the camera and and just have a little bit show a little bit of accountability and they don't do that they double down they say you know errors happen and guys are this and Trust me, this I'm not saying throw your players under the bus. I'm not saying that. Holding someone accountable and throwing someone under the bus are two different things here. But you don't even do either of those. You actually double down on it and defend it. And when you add all of those things together, yes, we are going to boo someone who's batting 120 and who is making $25 million a year when he should have been retired three years ago. And, and Billy McKinney, God bless him, right? Hold up. Would you say he's been the Yankees' best offensive player? Is that a stretch Wait, to is say? This the, hold on. Is this the Billy McKinney that got pinch hit for, for Donaldson the other night? Yeah, in there. Yeah. Would you, would you say that's a stretch to say Billy McKinney's been the Yankees' best offensive player? I'd say, unfortunately, that is beyond truthful. This is the guy that you pinch hit for with the game on the line on Friday night. And to be the only person in the. You're kind of, your mic keeps cutting out. I think it's your camera. And Aaron Boone, I'm telling you, Aaron Boone had to be the only person in the entire universe that really thought that that at bat with Donaldson to end the game on Friday was going to end any differently than it actually did. Would have been excited if he made fucking contact 
end the game. I don't care if he popped up to the catcher. I'm mean, like, Jesus Christ, that's a that's an improvement over what he would normally do. It's like it's like they they punch the formula into the computer in real time and it pops up like the name that should be hitting based on the the situation and like Donaldson's name pops up on the computer. And it's like at the very least, can you scratch your head a little? But no, it's almost like it's almost like they are so brainwashed by the analytics that they actually believe it. They actually believe Donaldson was a better option there. Exactly. And that's you want to know why the fans are mad, how that's why we're mad. It doesn't this lefty lefty shit. Who gives a flying fuck? I don't care if he was up there swinging a fucking wiffle ball bat, Billy McKinney, lefty lefty. He's got a better chance of coming through in that spot than Donaldson does. Everybody knows it except for your the people you employ to to run this team. That's why we're mad. Crazy. And, and Saturday, I believe, was the anniversary of the Francisco Cervelli game. Do you know what I'm talking about? Say that one more time. Saturday was the anniversary of the Francisco Cervelli game in 2009. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And if you Yankees, say it. When the Yankees were down in Atlanta, they were scuffling real bad. They were only a few games above 500 in you know mid-late June here. And Cervelli hit the home run in the eighth inning. Mm. And the Yankees won either one nothing or two to one. I forget the final yes. score there. And that was the jumping point for their season right there. Yeah. That was a turning point where they turned everything around, right? Do you, does everybody know what happened before Cervelli hit that home run? I don't. He took his ass from New York and flew to fucking Atlanta to rip that team for underachieving. That's the last time I can 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 distinctly remember there was accountability inside the New York Yankee organization because I can would you ever fathom to think that <coughs> Brian Cashman would leave wherever he is to go find the Yankees on the road and yell at them in 2023? No. No. Out there protecting these guys like they're scared four year olds. Crazy. That's why we're mad. We don't need the Yankees manager to throw this team under the bus, but hold the guys accountable in the media. That can't happen. Just say that. That can't happen. We need to be better. Not, well, you know, errors happen. No, yeah, we know that, Aaron. We fucking watched enough baseball <laughs> to know errors happen. But when the team is is missing Aaron Judge, and they can't score. Every out is precious. You can't be giving teams five outs and expect to win when you when you can't score two runs in a ball game. And that was very that that was what was so impressive about the win yesterday. Is that Cole puts them in a three nothing hole? They come back from that. Yeah, that was a big win. That was a really big win. Oh, Hal, if you really want to know why we're mad, that's why we're mad. And I guess we can end the show on this because we touched on it briefly, and I did want to bring this up here. Oh, okay. You, people were saying, "Oh, Stan's at bats have been better," and he had that big single in the ninth inning to provide the Yankees with some much needed insurance. But I, I'm I'm watching a guy that might be done. Like I, I'm I'm honestly questioning whether or not he's he's finished. Yeah, that bad. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far just yet. I don't think. I wouldn't say you're crazy for for you know thinking that right now that that could be a possibility, but I wouldn't go that far just yet. I still think he's got a, a decent amount left in there that he can help this team win. And, and I'm not one of these people that oh, we should have never made that trade. No, I will go to my grave saying that the Yankees should have acquired Stan in 2018, and they were right to acquire Stan in 2018. Right? It hasn't worked out so far, but. I mean, could you imagine if the Yankees passed on Stan with everything else that they passed on? People are, are are having aneurysms over not signing Machado, over not signing Bryce Harper. Could you imagine if you had to add John Carlos Stan to that list? Are these are the? Do you think these are the same people that are fighting not to give up Dominguez or Peraza or any oh, of the man. prospects? 
And I will always have a great respect for John Carlos Stan because you want to talk about accountability. I can fucking get this to open here. It's one one quality that you 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 be lying if you said he didn't have. He's held himself Ryan, more accountable than Ryan anyone. Ryan Rucco, I believe it was during Saturday's game. Ryan Rucco sitting there questioning why the fans would boo John Carl Stan. Well, he's earned it. He's he's got money in the bank for his postseason performances. Okay, great. He has. Okay, but this is also a fan base that booed him the first time he ever wore pinstripes. They booed him. Right. So why do you think anything would have changed in five years? It's not like A-Rod got them to the World Series. So maybe A-Rod shouldn't have been booed anymore after that point. I mean, as great as Stan has been in the postseason, Yankees haven't won anything. So, you know, you could say he had money in the bank, but you really only are stacking, you know, chips in the bank as a Yankee as if, you know, you're doing it in the world. You get this team to the World Series. And this is what Stan said after the game on, on Sunday. He said, uh, <clears throat> no, I got a lot to do, uh, so it's good for now, but that doesn't clear it for me. He was asked why that's been difficult. He goes, anything I say would be an excuse, so nothing. Wow. Love it. But yeah, this guy, you know, I'm sitting here watching a guy that's been pretty bad, that he's been so bad that you have to ask yourself what's left in this guy, right? And the Yankees have him under contract for another three or four years. Refuses to make an excuse. Refuses to put the blame on anybody but himself. And that's why... If you want to say, oh, John Carl Stan doesn't deserve to be booed, that quote is why John Carl Stan doesn't deserve to be booed because on in an organization full of people that are looking to not hold other people accountable, this guy is holding himself accountable. You know, Severino in the ALCS last year, I don't know how I gave up that home run to Bregman. The wind must have blew it. No, Well, you know what, Sevy? Don't throw that fastball in that spot. You know yeah. it's a short porch out there. You know he's looking to pull the ball. Don't throw a fucking ball there. Who the pitch? Aaron Boone, late, that same game. Judge drives one to the wall. That ball is a fucking obliterated. It doesn't get out. Well, it must have been the wind. No, well, you know what? That's an excuse. You guys didn't get the job done. Whatever the reason, it didn't. Ex- Do you think that you're going to get a trophy? Partic- a trophy. Wind, uh, we would have won the World Series if not for the wind. <laughs> Listen, seven and a half time World Series champions, yeah. Asterix would have won if not for the wind. No, you guys are making excuses, and this guy is the one guy that is, you know, I, I'll give three him, Cole, and Judge. I've never heard any of those guys really make excuses for anything. Cole, Cole always does puts, sometimes, not, not, you know, you know what, dude, he, he puts a lot of the blame on himself when he does, yes, he does that too. I think I'd say he holds himself accountable equally or more than he's ever made excuses. Rest of them are all out there and they're just, you know, fucking around. They think it's, it's, you know, party time and, you know, they know whatever they do. Aaron Boone's going to be like, it's okay, guys. It's time for juice. Listen, I don't know how much more you got in the tank for this. But I'd like to wrap up the show by by reading a quote because it's something that we, you know, talked about at length today. And I think we'd be uh, failing our listeners, even though I'm sure most of them have seen it or heard it, to Mm -hmm. not to not explicitly say it to wrap up the show. Boone on Donaldson. He's going to play a lot. I know there's a lot in there. I just want to get him going because I know he can be a key figure for us. And that's why, folks, not the losses. That's why we can't take much more of this team. That's why we're angry. Talking about here. So it's pretty much summing up everything that we, uh, we had spoken about this evening, but uh Rodon uh just to touch base on this here Rodon threw four innings in Somerset yesterday and then he went down and threw two more simulated innings so uh right now uh the plan is one more rehab and then he's on target July 5th at Yankee Stadium to make his debut uh this season so hopefully everything stays on track there Yankees are in Oakland uh this week and then they'll head out to St. Louis so um 
These are two uh, – Oakland's the worst team possibly ever, and St. Louis is massively underachieved. So, I mean, you know, this is an opportunity here for the Yankees to go out here and have a good road trip. So, hopefully they continue to play good baseball and, um, you know – Basically, it just go out there and play good baseball. Yesterday was a very encouraging day, man. I mean, you know, they got time. You know, they 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 fell down three nothing, right? And they immediately put two back on the board. And you yeah. know what? They they really should have tied the game. And that you know, you want to rip Anthony Volpe for something there. He had no approach at the plate in that in that. Yeah. Here. All he's got to do is make contact. They tie the game. He's swinging from his fucking heels. I mean, like, doesn't anybody want to sit and talk to this kid? Does Austin Wells need to go to his parents' house for dinner again? I thought he had a big hit, though, in that. Yeah, he started the rally in the eighth inning. Yeah. With with a double. But I'm saying, I mean, if the guy, he, he, if he would have had a a better approach instead of just swinging from his heels the whole time, that's what impressed me about him in that game. He hit the walk off sack fly and he knew exactly what he needed to do there. Agreed. Agreed. And he did it. And like, you saw it in his swing, too. So, you know, Volpe has been playing better, so I don't want to kill him too much. But, you know, it, it, it was a it was a good win yesterday. So hopefully, you know, the big guy will be back at some point and this team can continue to stay above water until he does. So uh, we want to thank everybody that's been in the chat tonight. If you haven't hit the like button, please do so and subscribe to NYY News TV. We want to see you out at the Audi Club uh, at Yankee Stadium on September 23rd for NYY News TV Day 2023. Uh, part two, it will also be Aaron Judge Bobblehead night. So maybe um, he'll be there. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five star rating review. We want to thank everybody for their continued support of NYY News TV and NYYST. We want to thank everybody for listening and watching episode 338. Chris, say goodbye. <laughs> 